So you're a philosopher? Yes. 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 I think very deeply. I think very deeply. I think very deeply. Welcome to Don't Cut Me Off, Let Me Speak podcast. My name is G Weave, and today I'm going to be grinding my gears. And the number one victim I'm up against today is Big Perkins. Perkins had the audacity to say James Harden and Joel Embiid is on the same level as Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal. You must be out your rabbit mind. Because ain't no way those two brothers is on the same level as Kobe and Shaq. First of all, let's make a great difference right now by letting everyone know. The last I seen, Kobe and Shaq had three championship rings and Joel and Harden had none. And first of all, they don't even sniff the jockstrap of those two brothers. Them two only been together for five seconds. And you already putting them on the level of Kobe and Shaq? No way. And not only that, if you're going to compare anything, and this is even blasphemous. To use the words of Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> Carl Malone and John Stockton. Because I only can compare them to people that don't have rings. But at least them two brothers got to championship games. James Harden and Joel Embiid, they don't get out the playoffs. Joel plays well in the playoffs, and Harden don't show up. So now all of a sudden, they on par with a championship caliber combo of Shaquille and Kobe Bryant? Hell no. And when I heard that comment, I was like, okay. Because Big Perk had to be drunk. Ain't no way he was sober making that comment. And the last, I, every time I see Joel Embiid and James Harden, this is all I hear. And that's the end of the game. And those brothers going home for the summer, sitting on the couch with me, eating popcorn, watching the games, and watching other people put the rings on their fingers. So those brothers need to first focus on getting out of the playoffs, getting to a championship, and winning it three times before we can make that comparison. These sports talks radio hosts just need to stop with elevating. These are great players, I agree, and be James Harden. But they need they need their I am legend moment. Neither one of these guys have had an I am legend moment in the big moments 
You know what a I am legend moment? The Michael Jordan shot over Byron Russell. You know the I am legend moment? Giannis in a closeout game to not have to go back to Phoenix. When he elevated his game after receiving a buttload of criticism from a lot of sports analysts that hate on Giannis. They hate on Giannis. Giannis is a great player, but they hate on him. But they want to elevate players that don't have a ring because they're doing well right now. They want to give these people I am legend status without performing. See, when you talk and it sounds good, just because it sounds good don't mean it's a great take. And beating Harden, yeah. It sounds good to say. But I'm not foolish enough to put them to nowhere near. Nowhere near. Kobe and Shaq. First of all, if Kobe and Shaq went against Harden and Embiid, it's a slaughterhouse. And pick your poison. Which, which Kobe do you want? You want the Kobe with the fro? Number eight? Or you want the Kobe with the low cut number 24. Pick your poison. Which Shaq do you want? Shaq from Orlando? Or Shaq that was a beast? Number 34 in the Lakers. No competition. And B will get destroyed. Harden will get destroyed and locked down. They are not on the level of those two players. That was a terrible take by Mr. Perkins, but I, I understood what he was trying to do and what he was trying to say. Let these games in the regular season play out, and let's see which players in the East and in the West has been having great regular season historic season wow moments let's see them elevate to I am legend in the playoffs like Giannis did like Chris Paul did stop crowning them before they even achieved anything Moving on, Stephen A. Smith, I'm begging you, stop talking about the Bucks. Please, get off the Bucks bandwagon. We don't want you. Matter of fact, we are driving 15 miles per hour 
and we're pushing you off. We don't want you. As much hate as you spew on the city of Milwaukee, how you complain about the weather, go to those losing cities, Miami, LA, Atlanta, Wisconsin is the home of the champions. If you just want to go to a town so you can look at women, we can read between the lines. Then go ahead. We're about rings over here. And by the way, the women not half bad over here. But yeah, we don't want you jumping on our bandwagon. Stay off. Big perp, stay off. You're not allowed either. Especially after that take you just had. We're comparing and beat and hard. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> that was, that was bad. That was very bad. So I'm about to cross, cross country right now. Because I want to talk about. football players for 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 a quick moment on my last down the stretch grind my gears segment I want to talk about this upcoming season and what players need to put up or shut up and I'm gonna start off with the Dallas Cowboys I'm tired of every year we're having a uber talented team and we're not showing up in the playoffs. I love the Dallas Cowboys. They're my favorite football team. But you know what? I hate to say it. I'm not going to keep blaming Mike McCarthy. I'm just not going to do it. This year, Dak Prescott, you got to put up or shut up. You got all the weapons, great offensive line, two running backs, a serviceable defense. You have to step up in the big moments. You have to become a legend. As much as I be on Aaron Rodgers and his choke sessions, you have to eat. You haven't even got there. You're being put out early. You got paid all that money. And I know. I know. That you know that you have to step up. This isn't criticism that you don't already know. I believe that Dak is a tier one quarterback. You got other sports analysts that will put him in tier two. The last I seen, MVPs don't win you any or anything but a, a award. It's just an award. When you got a single game elimination and you're able to come out of your body and perform an I am legend moment and will your team to victory. That's 
with the record books. That's what history wants to see. Dak, you have to go up against uh, Aaron Rodgers and beat him. You have to go against uh, Matt Stafford and beat him. Jerry Jones, you need to let your son start making decisions and keep your nose. Even though the team is your team, keep your nose out of the certain parts of and aspects of the team. Let, let, let your son have some confidence in him. Let him run, run the team. There's no excuse this year. Dallas has to get it done. Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs. You guys got all the talent. You got a serviceable defense. There was no reason for you guys to lose the opportunity to go to another championship. Patrick Mahomes, to me, is the best quarterback in the NFL. But on that last drive, that was horrendous. That was horrendous. It wasn't acceptable. At that, at that time, that moment right there, was a I am legend moment for Patrick Mahomes. Andy Reid, love Andy Reid. You were exposed as someone that wasn't being honest. You would have us to believe that Eric B. Enemy calls the plays. And in actuality, you call the plays. You admit it. That you screwed up. On that play where you guys try to go for the touchdown instead of the kicking the field goal. You admitted it. You guys didn't learn from the last game you played against the Bengals when you got off to a hot start. And they adjusted and they beat you then. You guys got too cocky. It looked like it was over. But cool Joe Burrow had something to say about that and so did the Bengals defense. That in halftime, they adjusted. As you guys didn't adjust. Lamar Jackson. It's time to shut up and put up. You want an MVP. We know that you can run. We know that you can pass. You have a serviceable offense. You guys have a serviceable defense. 
at some point you have to elevate above the things that you don't have and have an I am legend moment. You need to have that moment that Nick Foles had. You need to have that moment that Eli Manning had. You can't keep making excuses when you have a good enough team. And sometimes it just comes down to making the throws. Stop with the excuses. It's just a fact. It's just a fact. I'm just tired of listening to sports analysts not keep it 100. I mean, look at look at Stephen A. For for example, Max Kellerman. He was a, he was he was he would hate on Max Kellerman takes. Max Kellerman had his own opinion. Whether you didn't agree with it or not, but what do you do? You backdoor Max, get him out of there. That's that's that narcissism. Max actually has good takes. From a different point of view. That's what you want. You don't want the same old same. Stephen A is the same old same. He's going to say big words. He's going to shoot people down. He's going to call people names. Because. That's what he get paid to do. You got to mix it up. You can keep it 100. And critique a player. Without. Sounding or being malicious. Shannon Sharp, the biggest LeBron fan. Now you're ashamed of LeBron James because they lost to the Houston Rockets. So, you think LeBron James care if? You're ashamed of him? I don't think so. I don't think so. What can LeBron James do? And mind you, some of the mess is because of LeBron James, but in the end, these are professional athletes. These are elite players. I'm tired of making excuses when players don't perform, when you're getting paid five, six, thirty, twenty million dollars a year. And you got that money because of either some past performances or you showed some line of consistency to get a contract to play that way. That's why the Bucks are so good. If you look at them, you look at their GM. He mixes and matches the team to perfection. And he made sure that he kept a continuity together 
so they can keep competing for years to come. So they can inner switch people out because he gets the people in that's gonna fit. He just don't, don't he just don't go grab a name and put the name with the team to see what's gonna happen. No. He smartly puts right players in the right spots that's gonna fit Giannis game and Middleton and Holiday. That's why the Bucks are so dominant. That's why when the Bucks went on a lot of those runs, uh, them, them couple years where they were blowing teams that were loaded full of players. You can't tell me that having the same team playing together, everyone knowing they part, ain't better than having a team full of superstars. Because if the superstar is not willing to make a sacrifice for his team to win, and to, to work on his game to be able to fit in to win. And it's not going to work. It's like oil and water. It takes oil to run an engine. If you decide one day. That you can't keep affording oil. And you're going to try to see if you can get by with water. The engine is going to crack. And the car is not going to run anymore. See, the Lakers were oiled. Well oiled. When they won the bubble championship. But they got rid of the players. They helped them win the championship. They should have at least kept that team together to make another run. That worked. That team worked. But again... You swap solid players out for the name players. And it's, it's, it's a gamble. It's a crapshoot. You're rolling dice. There's no guarantee you're going to get a seven. There's no guarantee. So LeBron right now, he's not playing with house money. He just not. Anthony Davis can't stay healthy. Russell Westbrook is getting hit at all angles because Russell is being Russell and people act like they didn't know that. LeBron is one person. He elevates his game because that's the type of player he is. He's an I am legend player. He works on his game constantly. He prepares himself for the season. He don't shortchange his fans. Can he make sure his other teams around him gonna other teammates around him is gonna do the same? No, he can't. Because if players play with the same passion as him. It was show. So I'm not blaming LeBron James because they losing. You don't have Anthony Davis. And unfortunately, Anthony Davis can't stay healthy. We can hear the same thing. Oh, well, when he's healthy, but he's not healthy. 
So I don't want to hear what he can do when he is healthy. Once he's healthy on the floor, he stays on the floor, then we can talk about that. Then we know how good L.A. is. Oh, Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook has been that type of player. He needs to be in a situation that's going to show his strengths. And you can see that Russell is pressing. He's allowing Skip to get to him because they're calling him Russell Westbrook. You, you, you see how much Skip talked crazy to LeBron? Never wavered. But see, when you playing for the Lakers, it's like playing for the Yankees. It's like playing for the Cowboys. These are some of the biggest brands in sports. The pressure is ridiculous. It's like a microscope on your every move. Nothing you do is good. They love you when you're up and they kick you when you're down. But LeBron is built for that. Westbrook is, is not. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Russell Westbrook. Because I'm going to respect Russ. But Russ need to understand. It's like any game. When you have a competitor. You want to talk him out his game. You want to get him frustrated. You want him not to play at the level that we know he can play at. So I'm going to talk to him. I'm going to say some things he don't like. I'm going to get him to want to fight. I'm going to get him to think about not the game, but what I just said about him. Skip is laughing all the way to the bank. Skip is that nerd that wanted to be a jock. That's why he loves what he's doing. He loves it. He loves getting a reaction. Stephen A. Loves getting a reaction. That's why players like KD. That's why they're so outspoken and why they don't like the media. Everybody that Skip talk about, he can't beat them in kickball. That's a fact. But he's paid to talk slick. And that's what he does. That's exactly what he does. Baseball finally got it together. They already knew. They couldn't afford to hold out. It would have damaged would have damaged their sport. And plus, we're getting tired of millionaires and billionaires complaining. When people out here broke, wars is going on, people are dying. 
Don't nobody care. Get y'all, get y'all asses back on the field. Play the damn game. Ain't nobody crying for y'all. Get out here and entertain. That's what you paid for. You guys are respected, but you're not respected when you do stuff like that. So it's good to see baseball back in action. I sit here and I think what are we thinking of when we constantly put these players these elite players on the level of players that have performed I think about that all the time I think about how you go around and you're looking for, you want to hear, what, what, what do you think? How, how do you feel about X player, B player? And then they give you some whack response or they do some whack comparison that they know they shouldn't be comparing. I'm going to compare apples and apples. I'm not going to compare apples and oranges. All the top teams in the East and the West that are led by players, these players have to perform. And that's just that. These players have to perform. Let's just cut out all the extra stuff. They just have to perform. That's why I can't wait for the playoffs. All the nonsense that's being spewed. We're going to find out who the pretenders is and who are the reals. What's the definition of hate? Hate is when you hate on somebody because they can do something that you can't do or they have something that you don't have. Who are two of the biggest haters in sports radio? Stephen A. Skip Bayless. And that's how they get their money. And people fall for it all the time. That's what's funny about it. You sit back and you watch these brothers laugh all the way to the bank. Being a hater. Stephen A. Hated on Max. Man, that's crazy. That is crazy. Max did say some outlandish things, but I like I liked it. That what made the show good, really, because he he was passionate about what he was saying, and like he wasn't just saying it; he was really thinking about it. You know what I'm saying? But. People may say, hey, man, your takes are trash, bro. But again, that's fine. I'm willing to take that because it's about having an opinion. We're not going to all agree. We're not going to all agree. 
and there's nothing wrong with that. I like that. I like being all over the place when I when I talk about sports. You know, I can't I'm not gonna act like I'm gonna dedicate myself three to four hours to talk about the same things twice. You know, it's nice to hit on stuff in the future, stuff at the present, and stuff in the past. And when I look at teams that are champions of their current sport, like the Milwaukee Bucks, the newly crowned Los Angeles Rams, the Atlanta Braves show these teams respect. They're the favorite always until they all till they lose. I sit and watch as Giannis keep putting up these historic numbers and his team keeps just winning. But these other teams that haven't won nothing steady getting all the praise but when the Bucks was underperforming Giannis name was on the mouth of almost every analyst besides Shaq who was balanced Barkley who was balanced Shaq kept it real though he said the Bucks could win even though he didn't ride with the Bucks. Barkley rolled with him. He just thought the coach was dumb. He wasn't far off. He wasn't far off. But he exercised those demons. He's an elite coach right now. I like the way the adjustments that he's making. I like the pieces that they're getting and putting people here and people in the right spots not always going for the big name but staying in-house developing their players getting them ready for the playoffs see sometimes building a team is not as hard as you think yes it's good to have the right pieces and the elite scorers but if you don't have that ranch full of stallions and some up-and-coming ponies you're not going to win. You're just not going to win. Can't win a game with dogs and cats. Cause what, what, what eventually happens with dogs and cats? If dogs and cats didn't grow up together, the dog is steady chasing the cat. And that's how it is with some of these baseball teams, some of these football teams, and some of these basketball teams. You get these inner, inner, Inner arguments, pointing fingers, cat fights, gossip. But when you raise a cat and a dog together, they respect each other. They may fight here and there, but they get along. It's not an issue because they know each other. I feel bad for uh, Russell Westbrook. I keep saying break, man. 
<laughs> Man, I gotta, I gotta keep saying brick. I'm sorry about that. Russell, a grown man, and he's a great player. He just, you know, he just gotta. He'll get to a point where you just accept that you gotta sometimes just fall back. Russ is making forty-five million dollars a year. There's no way Russell is coming off that bench. He'll be the highest-paid uh, uh, bench player on the planet. But if it's to the sacrifice to put you in good situations to be successful, then you should do that. But I think you may he may think that that's embarrassing. I'm an MVP. I don't want triple-double titles more than anybody. I have to swallow my pride and come off the bench. But that mindset is the type of mindset that helped hurt Car Carmelo Anthony anyway. And that's why... You know, he came to a point that he had to realize if I'm gonna get this ring, I gotta, I gotta sacrifice. I, I'm not Carmella, Carmelo Anthony, in Denver anymore. I'm not the Car Carmelo Anthony with the Knicks anymore. I'm a mid-level player. And it kills me when you get these analysts that were ex-players, but they wasn't no good, talking crazy. And I heart back to just Matt Barnes. I just, every time I keep thinking about that, Matt Barnes was weak. Like, not, he's not weak because he made it to the NBA and he did something a lot of people didn't do, I couldn't do. But I'm saying, you call another man a scrub, but don't man up and say, hey, I wasn't that great either. Because uh, 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 to me, like I said, uh, you can't talk crazy about somebody when you average the same thing as them. And Kwame Brown was a solid player. Leave him open. Let him shoot. He, his jumper was... I'm just keeping it real. I mean, he had some defense. But... You want all the smoke, then you should be able to open up and, and be honest about your game. Steven Jackson, good. <laughs> That's why you sit there. He good. He ain't got to say nothing. He got the stats to prove it. But you, bruh? Nah. Nah. That's funny. That's funny. But you have a right to have an opinion too. Even though if it tears somebody down, it don't matter. You know, we got to learn to embrace our African-American brothers that are successful. And we got to understand that this is just a game. And some people are good at the game and some people are not. But let's not tear a person down to the point where it get personal. These sports athletes understand that you're getting paid all this money. 
when the playoffs come around, you have to perform. No one cares about nothing else. You want to sit up here and request $75 million a year, then you need to be a $75 million player in the playoffs. And don't be looking like somebody that just got off the uh, unemployment line or came out of the grocery store. Because some of these players, they perform as if it, as if they just got picked up off the street. And some of these organizations are not putting their players in great situations to be successful. But see, when you pamper the athlete, like the athletes are being pampered from the start of high school all the way up to now, and then you add in there the, the name and likeness, man, players are rich already. They're rich in high school. And why do you think they don't have respect for the coaches? Why do you think that they're sore losers and thin-skinned? They're being trained at the lowest levels. That's why. And it's unfortunate. But that's the truth. See, I'm here to talk sports. And I'm here to talk life. You have to get back to basic, man. When you go grab five five-star players, of course you're going to have a top-of-the-line program. When you're throwing these incentives out, of course you're going to get the best players. If you're a big school that has big donors, that has the opportunity to grab a five-star recruit, you don't think that that's going to look lovely to them? Yes, it is. Why? Because the coach is going to let them know, hey, we got boosters, your name and likeness. You can get these deals. You can get these commercials if you come to our school. Why wouldn't you? You're looking for financial security. What do you go to college for but to get a good job so you can be paid? So I'm not knocking the hustle of anybody that's getting money. But I also believe people need to stay out of other people's pocket. You should never be coming out talking about a person ain't worth this. Because nine times a ten, if you making millions of dollars, Skip ain't worth the money he getting. Stephen A ain't worth the money he getting. If you want to come at that angle, teachers, police officers, fighter fighters, soldiers, people that's going out there dying for your freedom should be worth that they lose their life ain't no coming back from that so to see millionaires and billionaires steady bickering to see players that have been playing the game their whole life and understand what is expected of them but they still find ways to complain it's just sad Sports and sportsmanship is in a bad place. You try to blame Steph Curry because he got a jumper. Steph can't help that he's got a jump shot out of this world, out of this atmosphere. But what Steph has done 
is he got other players thinking that they can shoot like that when they can't. Now you're being told if you don't shoot jumpers, you're not going to be really playing, man. You get on these teams now. It's The mid-range game is it's, it's becoming in, in, uh, extinct. DeMar, DeMar DeRozan, mid-range God. Kawhi Leonard, mid-range God. Paul George. Used to be a mid-range shooter. Now all he do is shoot jumpers. Chris Paul, mid-range God. And I can go on and on. Everything is the three ball. Even when you have advantage. Look at that bead, bro. In actuality, no one can stop Embiid on the block. And bleed and Embiid is actually inside outside. You take advantage of your strengths. You don't have to shoot yourself out of a game because you're not Clay Thompson. You're not Steph Curry. You're not Kevin Durant. Most players are average shooters. There are very few above average shooters. But you got these coaches and you got these systems. They call it let it rain. Because what three is better than two. But that concept can also shoot you out of a game. And now you got these younger players. You watch these games. Three. I mean, you just got to get in the gym and work work on your game. It's, it's no different from back in the day where you had to work on your post move. You had to work on your turnaround shot. You had to work on your free throws. You had to work on really your whole game. That's what they call an all-around game. You have to get out there. You have to play on, at, at, at both ends of the floor, though, man. There is no such thing as just only offense, dude. If you can move your feet on offense, you can move your feet on defense, but you got to be held accountable. You watch players catch temper tantrums on the sideline. I've never seen James Harden play defense. I've never seen him attempt to play defense. If you can, the same passion you have outside of your job when you're kicking it, partying, living it up, you're a legend when it comes to being at the club and partying and having a good time. But you're just the average Joe when your team in the playoffs that's paying you $89 million a year when they need you to perform and be a legend. At that moment, you're just the average Joe. And that's any superstar player. You got plenty of time when the season is over to party and do whatever you want. I don't care what these players are doing. You just want to see the passion that Kobe had, LeBron has, D-Wade has, KG has, Paul Pierce has, a lot of the legends have. That, hey, yeah, I want $25 million a year, but I'm going to be worth every cent. When I come in off the off season, I'm going to be in peak condition. 
that's what we want to see. We don't want to see this complaining and whining and crying. I don't want to see that, man. I just don't want to see that. And this man is my seventh time out. I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys. I will be coming back again, and you know it, bringing more hot sh <laughs> But right now, I just did a spin move, shot a jumper. It's the end of the game. A few moments later. Okay. Game time. Alright guys, I'm out of here.